0: Welcome back to The Christ and Culture, the show where we discuss culture as a means of evangelization by finding elements of Christ and his church revealed within. This is Clint.
1: And this is Gordon.
0: We're excited to have you guys back together. We just survived a storm that really wasn't that bad, but people were kind of freaking out about. You said you barely had uh, much to worry about yourself, too. but you're on like third floor, second floor, something like that. Second, Yeah,
1: second floor. It was a lot of rain. It's true. Give him that.
0: Yeah. So Tropical Storm Beta just hit our area for those of you who are kind of following that. But don't worry. It wasn't really that bad. A little wet, but that's it. We're good. All right. So speaking of being trapped inside for long periods of
1: time, what have you been taking in? Uh, Not. Well, I'm not going to say not a whole lot. I've been doing a lot, but a lot of the same stuff. So me and Lizzie are like... I would say waist deep, knee deep in like ministry right now. And it really kicks off next month, which is, it's really good. We have a solid routine, but it's kind of like we have full days until the evening. So I've been watching her play animal crossing. Still. She kind of just beat it, I guess, if there is a way to beat it, but there's not. And then I've seldomly, I know we're not supposed to be doing this right now, but I've been, I've seldomly uh, played hollow Knight from time to time. Is, Is that that star Wars game? Uh, it's not Star Wars, but it's kind of like it's it's on Switch. It's like Metroid
0: map. Oh, yeah. Scursion. Yeah, you, you had mentioned that one a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah.
1: Okay. But the two newer things would be I'm trying to learn the banjo. Like, I've had a banjo for years and we want, oh, I guess there's something else we did. We watched a Steve Martin and Martin short stand-up special that they did together. Okay. Steve Martin plays banjo. He's like insanely good at banjo really yeah he's always done band he's like played banjo since he was a kid and so he did a bit with like a bluegrass band on stage and it was incredible and i'm like man i just i need to like start so i watched i just hate starting fresh on an instrument that's hard to so like ban- banjo and mandolin are two instruments i own that i can't play and typically i can like look up a chord and play and just figure out a song but those are two instruments i need to like watch someone go through like lessons with me and I hate like leaving a lesson and someone's like play me something I'm like I can't I can do this thing and so but I'm starting there I can pluck a chord. yeah not even do that yet yeah. I can just do this so I'm just trying to do that and then I've been listening to a lot of music just because it's just helpful I, I don't like working in silence I've been listening to a lot of music nothing like particularly specific actually most of the stuff I listen to words distract me so I'm listening to like Indie, indie songs or pop songs, but just instrumental versions. So like Despacito, but like on that's just, just like piano or mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. I do that sometimes too. And that's, that's mostly it. Nice.
0: So I, last week was, was confirmation for me. So I've been just really overwhelmed with uh, getting all that stuff together. So I've got a little bit less this week too, but I was just really struggling to find as many things as I could to, to share. So, Greek is an old TV show that my roommates have been watching, and so I caught some of that with them. Uh, it's like about Greek life in, in college. Super dramatic and not a show that I would normally watch, but I got invested because I saw them watching it. And then one night, they showed me a an old Xbox game that they had called Lord of the Rings Conquest, which is like, did you ever play Star Wars Battlefront? Yes, my dad had it. Yeah, so it was like that, but for Lord of the Rings. No way. That was interesting. It is interesting. I sucked at it, but it was my first time playing. I sucked at Battlefront. (laughs) I always felt pretty good at Battlefront, but I also played against my little brother. So, you know, it is what it is. I finished a book by Morgan Rice. She's the one I've been complaining about since the beginning (laughs) of the show. And three years later, I'm still reading her books because they're free. So that one's called A Cry of Honor. I've been listening to a little bit of the Council of Trent podcast, which I know you've talked about on here before. I've talked about on here before. It's pretty good by Trent Horn from Catholic Answers. And then a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week. I don't know when it was. I had a day where I was just like, listen to David Guetta music nonstop. So if you remember like the 2010s or like early 2000s, he was like everything. And then the next day I was obsessed with the overtones. Okay, it's like a a British gentleman's not acapella but- co- sometimes acapella group, but they just sing like frank Sinatra songs and stuff like that, and they have their own music and stuff too, but it's like your classy British gents sing stuff like that, so sometimes I'll get into their music, but that's about it. nice, yeah until ab- about four minutes ago when
1: I listened to I was about to say speaking of music,
0: one of the songs that uh we're supposed to be talking about today. So take it away.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so since I've listening to a lot of music, typically what I uh what I've been doing is kind of Bluetooth thing in the house and while we're working. And then Lizzie's like, Can I play Animal Crossing? I'm like, sure. And she'll play. And I was like, Can I play music since you don't really need it for the game? And she's like, Yeah, so I'll just play music and like either be on my phone or just watch her or just hang out. And when she's playing, I can pick something of the words. So I was like scrolling through and I was like, let me check out. New releases, and I was scrolling, and I saw like this album that was like blue with a sky, and just said Holy, and it looked like I was like, okay, that's that's you know, okay, that's a good sign already. I like Holy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Holy's good. And then I saw Justin Bieber, and I was like, ah, okay. And then I saw featuring Chance the Rapper, and I was like, okay, okay, I was like, let's yeah, let's check it out. And I played it, and Lizzie's like, oh, have you listened to this yet? And I was like, I didn't know this was a thing. She was like, no, my sister plays this for her, like her daughters she's like she's like been talking about it for a while i haven't checked it out yet so i both listened to it and i was like it's really good and then she's like she said like we should watch the music video then i was playing the game so lizzie watched the music video and then by the end of it she was like crying and she's like you got to watch this it's so beautiful mm-hmm. and then on the radio that was playing there's a radio another band came on that comes on t- from time to time when i play like a radio for any kind of bands i like called ajr I don't know. I don't listen to them really. I know their music. Cause like I said, it just comes on, but I know like a lot of my friends, like Ethan loves AJR, mostly kids that are like a little bit younger than me, but almost like my, my little sister likes AJR. So I just feel like I'm just like a little past getting on board, but every time they come on, I'm like, this almost sounds like John Bellion. Like their beats are very similar, but do you want to say something about AJR? They, they came to
0: my college. I went to one of their concerts Okay. on, on campus. Yeah. But I, I agree. They kind of sound like John, but I definitely prefer John Billion to, yeah, to their stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: And one song came on that caught Lizzie's attention. Like, she was really multitasking that night where she's like head into like Animal Crossing, and she's like, this song is interesting. And I was like, I'm on my phone. I can't even listen to the words. What are they saying? And it was called Come Hang Out. And essentially the song was like, all of his friends are saying like, come hang out, you're working too much. And you're working like so often, you don't even know what you like anymore. And he's saying like, I will, but right now I'm doing this because it's what I need to do, and I'm succeeding. And once I complete all this, then I'll have time to like, I'll you know I'll have time next time. And like that's the whole song. And I was like, that's interesting because that's such like, it's such a current like mindset. And then this next song came on after we listened to Holy, and it was Karma. And she's like, this is another interesting song because like this one's about like he's been so good and he's been doing so good this year, but like he's sad he's depressed, everything's not going right. And it like, why? And I was like, you know what? Like, this is really interesting listening to Holy, like, because when you watch the video for Holy, like Justin Bieber, everything in the music video goes wrong for him. But the reason he's able to say like, this embrace and what I'm living is Holy is because his mindset is on relationships, his mindset's on family, his mindset's on not like material things that can be lost. Whereas in AJR, those two songs, it was in his work, it was in like good things, but but it also rece- being happy all the time, like in like emotions rather than just like like this trust and like the virtues of faith we've talked about. And So I was like, okay, I gotta just parallel these two because it's kind of perfect, especially for like maybe the time we're in or just like the current cultural thing. Because I was gonna do a whole other episode, but this is just this just fell on my lap, and I was like, let's, let's just do it.
0: Yeah, I was I was literally just gonna say that because it, it it's crazy hearing you say this because you texted the other day and you're like scrap the old episode like we're gonna do this instead
1: i was like all right dude go for it holy spirit do his thing so yeah i'm excited so we're not going to go over the come hangout song we're just going to start with karma and do that and then we'll go into holy because i think they parallel the best so karma by ajr it starts with i think this would be the chorus because it keeps going back to this so that's what yeah. i would call it and it says i've been so good i've been helpful and friendly I've been so good, why am I feeling empty? I've been so good, I've been so good this year. I've been so good, but it's still getting harder. I've been so good, where is the karma? I've been so good, I've been so good this year. So what do you see right off the bat? I mean, I know I already kind of explained it a little bit, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously the I've been so good is is the focus here. And it's kind of this idea of I've been good, so I deserve something. And a lot of this comes down to, well, it says karma, which obviously is more of a, an Eastern religion thing. But this also gets to the idea of what a lot of Christians believe now is the gospel, you know, where if I'm good, then I will be given right. something in return. You know, this is the, the prosperity gospel, which tends to be attributed to, you know, kind of our area here in Houston. But you no, know, this is exactly it. It's, it's this false gospel that if you're good, good things will come to you. And that's, that's not the Christian belief at all. In fact, we as Christians believe that the good probably won't even come until after this life once we've been hopefully entered into the kingdom of heaven by God's grace. Obviously, we want to be good. We want to do good things. And through God's grace, we're able to do those things. But ultimately, our reward is in heaven, right? And we've talked a lot in the last couple months about hope and the reason we have hope is because we know that our end goal, the reward that we're looking for is not here. It's there. We even see in the gospel, Christ is always saying, if you're persecuted and you will be persecuted, know that I was persecuted first, know that I'm, I'm here with you and that kind of stuff. He, he tells us we're going to be persecuted, not that we're going to be all fluff. And so that's kind of my first gut reaction is just, this isn't uh, this isn't santa claus jesus
1: right yeah no i'm gonna i'm gonna say this now even though i think i can say it later it, but this way we can kind of bounce back to it and uh, mm-hmm. last tuesday was the feast of our lady of sorrows mm-hmm. and that's lizzie's parish so we went to her parish because they had like kind of a special seven o'clock mass and the homily he gave has really struck me and i'm still kind of carrying that with me where it's just like he painted the picture of the cross and then the disciple and you know Mary Magdalene and Mary at the foot of the cross. And how like there's moments in our discipleship, there's moments in our life where where we're called to be a disciple is just be at the foot of the cross. And like that first line, I've been so good, I've been helpful and friendly. That is such a human thing where we see someone in pain and we want to help them. And there are a lot of circumstances where we one like literally can't do anything for them and two are not called to do anything for them, but just be with them. And it's really like extremely hard. And like something he said that was very powerful was like, you know, it's almost as if we see Jesus up on the cross and we're trying to take him down. And Jesus is like, no, no, no. Like you, I need to be up here. You need to let me die up here. Like this is a part of the process. It's the Mary and Martha story. Exactly. And it's just it. And I think that's where we get like the rest of this song, but we're not called to just be good or called to do good things. Ironically, for the episode, we're called to be holy, Mm -hmm. called to just be disciples and be in general.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure it'll, it'll come back later, but I do want to draw attention to that second line where it says, I've been so good. Why am I feeling so empty? And this is the idea that we're going to be fulfilled by doing good things. We hear that a lot especially with people who go on like mission trips and stuff. And it's, it's so fulfilling and stuff like that. And and yeah, I mean, you, you do good things and there is a lot of growth that comes from from that spiritually for yourself too. But obviously that's not why we do it. You should be, you should be helpful and friendly because it's the right thing to do, right? Not because you you are fulfilled by it because you're not going to be fulfilled by it. That's a, a short-term temporal earthly thing. That's never going to truly satisfy you. Yeah. And I think that's going to come up more in the next song. So I'm just going to put a a bookmark on that and we'll come back to it.
1: Yeah. So again, kind of the first verse or bridge rather, and it says, why are you asking me why my days and nights are filled with disappointment? Fine. Oh no, everything's fine. I'm not sure why I booked today's appointment. And so it kind of gets like this play that maybe he's like talking to like a a counselor or he's in therapy and that's where he's just kind of letting it out. And obviously we all know the stereotype of like the, the therapist kind of saying like, well, how does that make you feel? Or, or why do you think this is happening? And So he, that's making him more frustrated. And then he's like, everything's fine. I'm not sure why I'm even here. And that's literally like our culture where I think Clint, you talked about the last podcast or the one with Steve where, you know, you would try to make sure to go a little bit extra out of the way when someone would ask like, Hey, how are you doing today? And usually this answer is like, I'm okay, or I'm fine, or I'm good. But you had like another response. And now because of COVID, it's like manipulated into this like sarcastic. Yeah. yeah. the
0: I'm good. I'm alive. You know, it's like, I I think I mentioned it's like, it started as a rejoicing, like I'm alive. Praise God. And now it's like, well, I'm I'm alive. alive.
1: Hasn't gotten me yet. And that's just it. Like once, once we, once we just like get frustrated or things just aren't going our way we just we just close up and that's what he did like once this therapist he was like you're not really helping so never mind i'm fine i'm fine just just leave me alone
0: it's not like he even gave him a chance to help it's why why are you asking me why and then my nights and days are filled with disappointment and then he shuts down so it's like he gets maybe two questions in and he shuts down
1: yeah and it goes right back into the same course talking about how he's been so good but he's feeling empty and all these things. And then it jumps to like the next verse where he says, what am I normal or not? Am I crazier than other patients? Right. I've done everything right. So where's the karma doc? I've lost my patience because I've been so good. I've been working like my butt off essentially. And that goes back to that first song telling you about where his kids, his friends were like, you're working too much. Like come, like, come live life. (laughs) Like like, stop. And he's like, no, I got to do this so I can, So I can be happy. Is this the same album? Uh, Probably. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. It seems like
0: it feeds off each other. We talk about albums on here quite a bit. And I think Mm -hmm. there's a power to listening to an album over just a single song because you get the full picture of the story. And so if these are from the same album, which I, I would assume they are, we see kind of that repercussion of pulling away from community. And that's another thing that we've been talking about the last month or so is withdrawing from community. You invest so much in work and I've been feeling this myself quite a bit recently. It's just like, all we kind of have is options right now are work and home. And then if you're lucky, you can do like some small stuff here and there, but that's basically it. Work, go home, go to work, go home. And so this, this life of just come hang out, like that aspect of of community and realizing the, the joy and the goodness of life beyond the work and just doing good, it's kind of lost. He says, I've been doing everything right, but where's my karma? And you see in that same, same verse, he's comparing himself. Am I crazier than the other patients? Rather than saying, how can we like address my issues? He's comparing. So rather than spending time with people, he's viewing them from, from a distance, even just from this uh, psychiatrist perspective, you know, and that's just going to, hurt even more.
1: Yeah, and something else this is really funny it's from the, another homily um from the same priest but that line I've done everything right. And it's like how are we to judge what right. that means? It makes me think of the recent uh, reading of I think it was Sunday with the the workers. Is that was Sunday's readings? Yeah. yeah, and they you know they all came in at different hours some worked just 1 hour and you know, God gave them all the same wage. And something that this was actually Father Clint, something Father Clint said is different priest then, but what he said was, Is our God fair? He's like, No. And I don't want my God to be fair to me. I don't want what I deserve. Like, I want what he wants to he wants for me. Mm. And it's like it's weird because it's like our God is fair, but not in the term that we use fair here on earth. And right. so he's like, I don't want what I deserve because I probably deserve something more harsh than God's like wants for me and is giving me.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I would kind of push back and say he, he's just right. Right, He's perfect justice. And so we do get what we deserve, but in his eyes, what we deserve is different than what we think we deserve. Exactly. Right. We think we deserve like, I've done all these sins, like I deserve so so much. It's like when you come out of confession and the priest is just like, just do a Hail Mary for your penance. And you're like, Hail Mary, I should be doing like 15 rosaries for everything I've done. I'm assuming I'm not the only person that, that feels that way. I've definitely walked out before and just been like, okay, I need more than that. But in God's eyes, we're already forgiven. You know, someone was making the comparison the other day. I think it was actually on the Council of Trent, maybe. But someone was making the comparison of, No, it was um, the Catholic Stuff You Should Know podcast, I think. They were comparing our sins and and our uh, spiritual journey to babies learning to walk. Babies suck at walking, but you never see a parent being like, nope, you did it wrong. Like you suck. No, they get excited. You take two steps and fall on your face and they're like, yeah, that's amazing. Good job. And that's kind of how God is with us. He's like, you are an infant you're not expected to be perfect you should strive for perfection you should strive to walk but when you fall god is still excited because you tried and you're getting back up and trying again you know and he's willing to be there and guide you as as the father as the parent he's he's cheering for you and that's kind of the the justice like yes he's going to give you what you deserve but what you deserve is love mercy and forgiveness in his eyes
1: yeah so he goes into another chorus, but this one's a little different. He says, I've been so good. Still, I'm lonely and stressed out. I've been so good. I've been so good this year. And I've been so good, but there's, but it's still getting harder. I've been so good. Where's the karma? I've been so good. I've been so good this year. And so it's very similar to the other, but he's just kind of like, you know, stressing out. Like, well, I would say he's just kind of like 21 pilotsing it. <laughs> Which I think it's interesting. I think there's like a reason that 21 Pilots and AJR are, are so popular. And it's because their emotions are relatable to how can we can react and feel. They're very raw, yeah. And then it kind of goes in these last last two. Maybe I can just read the whole thing as they get together and we can just kind of break that open. It's sure. real long. But it says, time, I know we're out of time. But what if sad thoughts come and I can't stop? Bye, I don't want to say bye. If only I could keep you in my pocket to give me some diagnosis of why I'm so hollow, please give me instructions. I promise I'll follow. I tripped on my ankle and fractured my elbow, but doesn't that mean that the tour is going to sell though? I try to explain the good faith that's been wasted, but after an hour, it sounds like I'm complaining. Wait, don't go away. Can I lie here forever? You say that I'm better. Why don't I feel better? The universe works mysterious ways, but I'm starting to think it ain't working for me. Doctor, should I be good? Should I be good this year? Mm. So now this is like a turn of events because this his sessions ending or has ended. And so this comes to like the cry of help. Like, wait, no, like this is the only place I feel like I can go. But then like the last line is the most interesting to me where he's like, should I even be good this year? And now he's like losing hope, essentially. A couple of thoughts for me. So
0: obviously, like you said, this is this is your change of perspective where he realizes this is actually helpful. But the line where it says, please give me instructions, I promise I'll follow. I think getting to the, the raw roots of this show and how we're trying to identify like these desires in our heart, I think what he's seeing here is a desire for, for rules, for, for order, you know, and that's something that we always talk about how what's best, what's good is freedom and freedom means to have the ability to do whatever you want, whenever you want. But we realize like that doesn't actually bring happiness. And we don't say that for anything other than our morality. Like we talk about driving. Can you imagine driving without any rules or sports without any rules? Like it just doesn't make sense. We don't like that. we go to a football game, we expect there to be rules and for them to be followed. Same thing for whatever. We get upset when people don't drive by the rules. But when it comes to morality, we don't want that. And what he's seeing here is like, he's he wants to be given instructions he wants to know what should i do what am i supposed to do and so often we don't want to accept that our true desire is to know what we're supposed to do and and ultimately get that from from god and the other thing i wanted to point out is he says the universe works in mysterious ways uh this is like i guess the politically correct way of saying god now but yeah, God works in mysterious ways, you know? And his question right after that of, but I'm starting to think it ain't working for me. So God isn't working for me. No, he's, he's not. <laughs> he's not working for you. Uh, and I get what he's trying to say. Like, it's not doing what I expected. Like God's not helping me. He's not paying me back, you know? And that's like we said before, that's not what God's for. He's not a genie. He's not Santa Claus here to like, bring you what you want when you're good, like that's not who God is. That's never who he promised to be. And I think why he's struggling so much in this story is that he's withdrawn from his community. Like you said before, he's withdrawn from relationships, which comes up in in our next song. And instead he's replaced it with these, this, this busyness, this, if I do these things, that'll bring fulfillment. If I do these things that will make me happy. And we're just seeing this not true. In the end, he wants order. He wants relationships. He wants he wants God, but he's not even accepting it here at the end. He's saying the universe and instructions. He's like hinting towards, I want that. And even to the extent where he's like to the doctor, I wish I could put you in my pocket and take you with me. Just because that little bit of, of a relationship was so powerful in that one hour or 30 minutes however long they had together that he wishes he could take them with him right
1: yeah and the one other line that kind of stands out because i think it's it's something we feel a lot is i try to explain the good faith that's been wasted but after an hour it sounds like i'm complaining and i think a lot of times we we need to talk about our struggles and how we're feeling and we need to like express that but we have this feeling like well i don't want people to think that i just i'm just complaining all the time or or well, the person I'm, I want to talk to is about, I know they're going through this and this seems so little compared to that big problem. And I don't, I don't want like them to be like, oh man, I'm going through this. And that's what you have to complain about. And it's like, we have this, that ideology, but it goes back to what you said about just community. And, and we're not just saying that, you know, you just can't you know, be rooted in doing good. And then that, that's going to make you happy. And like, don't acknowledge this and ignore it. Don't talk about it. Cause we're all going to go through these things, still talk about it, but we need to like change our mindset and like lean more on God or lean more on these areas where we see God. And that is in people that want to listen and be there for us.
0: Yeah. And a lot of that comes down to, again, those healthy relationships where you can have those conversations where it's more of like healthy venting rather than gossip or, or complaining. And a lot of that comes down to your mindset, and your intention of how are you having this conversation? Are you trying to just tear someone down? Are you trying to defame someone? Or is there something that's like weighing you down? You're trying to healthily get off your chest with someone who you can confide in. Cause that's, it's good. We need to be able to do that as human beings to converse, to let those things out. And you can do that in prayer and you can do that in human relationships as well. But we have to have that outlet. But the difficulty seems to be in what's the balance between that and gossiping, or just really unhealthy complaining. And so right. you really need to examine your mind and ask yourself, which am I doing? and, and some conversations, it, it goes back and forth between both, you know?
1: And that's kind of where the song ends. It's not really only kind of like a happy note, it's just kind of this this conversation, this journey. Mm-hmm. And that transitions into the next song I want to cover, which kind of is kind of like an answer to how we can you know, if you're feeling that way, how, how you can kind of like lean in on Christ in, in, in these in these tough times. But it's Holy by Justin Bieber. I think it just came out like four days ago, five days ago, but I could be wrong. I
0: don't feel so bad then.
1: I thought it had been around for a while and I just missed it. I don't know. No, it's fe- featuring Chance the Rapper and the beat to the song is created by John Bellion. So it's awesome. He produced it. I'm just imagining like those studio sessions with the three of them in there together. Oh,
0: dude. So good. So before we started recording, I had never heard this song, so I was kind of just like listening to it a little bit. So I knew it was coming, and I have like this this kind of head bob I get whenever I listen to a John Bell. Yeah, that's the one. Whenever I listen to a John Bellion song, and then you came on, you are like, yeah, uh, John Bellion produces. I was like, okay, well that makes sense. I got the head bob.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, so we'll just jump right in and see what see what's different. So it starts with I hear a lot about sinners. Don't think that I'll be a saint, but I might go down to the river because the way that the sky opens up when we touch, yeah, it's making me stay. And then it goes into the chorus where it says, the way that you hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me. Feel so holy, 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 holy. Oh God, run into the altar like a track star. Can't wait another second because the way you hold me feels so holy. And in the song, because there's a music video I can go ahead and tell you, he's singing about I think it's his wife, but it could be girlfriend, but essentially like his wife. So what do you think?
0: I think we see the complete opposite here, where even though he says he doesn't think he'll be a saint, like he doesn't feel like he's good enough to be a saint. He's striving for that holiness. He's striving for that relationship from the very beginning. Like you said, he's hinting towards a romantic relationship in this course. But as always, it's really easy to see this as he's pursuing that relationship with christ even because in that third line he's already saying but i might go down to the river because the way the sky opens up when we touch that's obviously a reference to baptism especially like christ baptism where the sky opens up right and then it says yeah it's making me say that the way you hold me makes me feel so holy on god i thought it said oh god for a second i was like okay well that's clearly god I think it's really easy to see that connection where he's pursuing those relationships, which AJR was avoiding and kind of like moving around because of his, his work and other things that were going on. he's pursuing relationships and that holiness. And whereas in that very beginning, the second line from that karma song, it said, I've been so good. Why am I feeling so empty? And he's feeling so unsatisfied here already in the very beginning we have Justin Bieber saying that just in this relationship with you holding me, I feel good. I feel holy. I feel like fulfilled. Right. And so from the very beginning, we see the the trend of these songs being completely opposite. Cause one is pursuing holiness, even though he, he doesn't think that he can ever achieve it.
1: Yeah. And I think the AJR song paints like a picture, like he's clearly sitting in a room discussing this song paints just kind of like the emotions but not the picture so in the video you see Justin Bieber is like an oil worker who's like you know very blue collar and he's out there and he's working and he's covered in in oil with his other guys hard hats and he's sweating and that's when he's saying this and while he's saying this his wife is like working in a hospital and she's taking care of a lot of patients and like bringing them letters or pieces of, of their lost loves and like being there for him and he's just like working in this hot, but he's, his eyes are closed and he's thinking of her and he's like smiling. And I think it's one of those things where like AGR is like trying to do good, but he's focused on like what's happening around him. And Justin Bieber is in like this harsh condition environment, even though it's in a job and it's great, but he's not focused on that. He's like, I have you and I have this like wonderful thing. And I can hold on to that when everything else is like terrible. Mm-hmm. So it jumps into the next verse where it says, I don't do well with drama, and no, I can't stand it being fake. I don't believe in nirvana, but the way that we love in the night gave me life. Baby, I can't explain. And then it jumps right back into the chorus where it says, the way you hold me makes me feel so holy.
0: I guess the only thing I want to point out from this verse is, uh, I don't believe in nirvana. and so we're already seeing another contrast there where he's kind of rejecting the Eastern religions that uh, we talked about in karma, obviously. So another little contrast there. But other than that, this is more of like the relationship aspect of it that we've already hinted at. So
1: Right. And then we jump into this bridge where it's kind of Justin Bieber and Chance together because Chance is about to kind of take over a verse. And they say, they say we're too young. And the pimps and the players say, don't go crushing. Wise men say fools rush in, but I don't know they say we're too young and the pimps and the players say, don't go crushing, but wise men say fools rush in, but I don't know. I mean, so it's just this idea of like different perspectives of love. You know, there's like three different voices here where some people are like, you're too young. Just wait till you're older. He says pimps and players, which obviously people are people that like they sell, try to sell love and, or or they take advantage of love and they're saying, don't go like crushing because it's, it's all fake. And then you have like, Elvis Presley in the 1950s are like, you know, wise men, Russian, young and fast. And, you know, they know what love is. Yeah, I think uh, it's a, kind of a clever bridge,
0: but I think it really just leads into this, uh, this third verse here.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to read the whole thing. I think a lot of it's just like clever, clever things, but there's like three lines that we can kind of touch on. But this is Chance the Rapper's thing. And it says, the first step pleases the father might be the hardest to take. But when you come out of the water... I'm a believer, my heart is fleshy. Life is short with a temper like Joe Pesci. They always come and sing your praises. Your name is catchy. But they don't see how I see you, parlay and desi. Cross tween, tween hessy, hit the jet speed. When they get messy, go lefty like Lionel Messi. Let's take a trip and get the Vespers or rent a jet ski. I know the spot they got the best weed. We go in next week. I wanna honor, wanna honor you, bride's groom, I'm my father's child. I know when the son takes the first steps, the father's proud. If you make it to the water, he'll part the clouds. I know he made you snack like Oscar proud. Suffer it to be. So now got to clean it up. Formalize the union and communion he can trust. I know I ain't leaving you like I know he ain't leaving us. I know we believe in God and I know God believes in us.
0: Like you said, I think there's kind of three different sections in there that we can kind of hit on. So obviously the beginning opening lines there so the first step pleases the father might be the hardest to take but when you come out of the water i'm a believer my heart is fleshy also i love that joe pesci rhyme that was pretty clever but yeah the first step pleases the father you know it's just this idea that this whole song is kind of focused from the very beginning around i don't know if i can get there but i'm going to try i'm going to take that first step and it's just this idea that your pursuit of of holiness and trying to do the will of the father is in fact pleasing to him i'm gonna hold on thomas
1: merton prayer have you heard the thomas merton prayer before i don't know i haven't heard it called that i might have heard the prayer said it okay
0: thomas merton he's a cistercian catholic monk and in his book thoughts on solitude which i have if you want to borrow he wrote this prayer. And this is kind of what I thought of when I, when I heard this. So it says my Lord God, I have no idea where I'm going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think that I'm following your will does not mean that I'm actually doing so, but this is the part that I was thinking of, but I believe that the desire to please you does in fact, please you. And I hope I have that desire in all that I'm doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore I will trust you always, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death. I will not fear for you are ever with me. You will never leave me to face the perils alone. So it's just this idea that like we said before, God doesn't expect you to start running. You're an infant. He expects you to try and, and, that's kind of what this is hinting at. And and that's what makes the father proud. I think it mentions that twice in here. Uh, I love the proud family reference in there too. But yeah, it's just this idea that your step to the water, which is your baptism, the very first step of your initiation into the, into the church is something that the father rejoices in. You know, it's his moment of adopting you into his family. And that's that's a beautiful thing. I don't know if you have anything else on that. Is the next one the, I want to honor you,
1: want to honor you? Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
0: So like you said, the next one is, I want to honor, want to honor you, bride's groom, I'm my father's child. I know when the son takes the first steps, the father's proud. If you make it to the water, he'll part the clouds. I know he made you a snack, like Oscar proud. So that's kind of the part I was just talking about. But in this kind of hints at the same thing, he says like bride's groom, so it's kind of double meaning there where one, like, it's kind of a reference to the bridegroom, right? But also in him standing up as a man and, and actually being the husband that he's called to be, he's his father's child. And that's a question of, is he referencing his biological father or his, like God, the father? And, but then it goes into the next line where it says, taking my first steps, the father is proud. And so again, we see that reference back to God, the father being proud of of those first few steps, which leads into, if you make it to the water, he'll part those clouds for you. Another allusion to baptism. So it's kind of the same kind of theme there, just reiterated in a different way. And I don't know if you had anything else before
1: we jump into that last part. No, just like that idea of like, if you make it to the water, it's interesting that like if, and like it says that in the beginning of the song and that like, it takes steps to get there. I mean like you said, it's baptism, which is like initiation into this church. But then there's like this ownership of that baptism and confirmation that we have too, mm-hmm. where we, you know, we renew our baptismal rights and all these things. And so it's like, there's part one, where if you literally make it to the water and get baptized, but then if you make it again, so like there's these steps and I, myself like stepped away from the church before like coming back. And I know that's very common. It's just like this idea and like the first part the first step places the father and it might be the hardest to take. And it's not like on our adventure, as you will, for this podcast or on our journey. It's not like you only have one first step. We have like multiple first steps, sadly. Like, you know, we have like one initial first step. And then if you like step away it or if you stop praying for a long time, you have to take another first step to get back into your routine, to pray your first step back into this or that.
0: Right. But those first steps are going to look different, right? So obviously you're not saying like you need to be rebaptized, right? So your first, so that's your first step. But in the same way, if we're going back to that analogy of like the baby learning to walk, you're going to have to have that first step again, once you stand back up, but it's going to look a little bit different. Like maybe your legs are a little stronger now, and maybe you're starting to get the rhythm of Mm -hmm. stepping, you know? So it's going to look different. Hopefully you get better as you keep going, but sometimes maybe you'll get five steps and the next time you only get two before you fall on your face again, but it's going to look different, but you're going to have those first steps. And that's why we have the sacrament of of reconciliation too. Uh, And and like you said, the other sacraments of initiation too, which are Eucharist and and confirmation. So you're, you're not fully initiated into the church until you've received all three of those.
1: And I imagine the last part that you wanted to touch on was formalize the union and communion. He can trust. I know we, I ain't leaving. Like I know, he ain't leaving us. I know we believe in God and I know God believes in us. Yeah,
0: that's exactly it. Yeah. So the first part formalizes the union and communion. I think this is kind of interesting. I don't know if he intended to talk about communion because I I'm pretty positive he's not Catholic. But yeah, we talk about communion. We're talking about typically the Eucharist. But the reason why we call that communion is because in receiving the Eucharist, we are not only stating our, our unity with the entire body, past, present, and future of, of the church and, and Christ Himself, but we're also uniting ourselves with Christ in in kind of like this. Th- there's this analogy of the marital embrace between the the bridegroom, which is Christ, and His His bride, the church, which is us. In that consuming consummation, if you will, right. And so it's this, this communion, this, this unifying. And so for him to say, formalize the union in communion, it, it's talking about this community, essentially, which is a very, very Catholic kind of way to look at that.
1: Yeah, I think he was like, essentially talking, t- talking, touching on the uh, mystical body of Christ without really realizing it because the song is about like said relationships and i told you about the road to a part and just this idea of like unity in community for uh, you know union and communion i think just flows better but essentially it's just saying like this unity we need to like love each other and be with each other because that's that's where christ comes alive
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah 100 percent.
0: and then to close it out those last two lines i'm not leaving you so not leaving the relationship just like christ is not leaving us I know that we believe in God and I know that he believes in us. And I think this is probably like, a, I believe that he believes that we'll make it kind of thing, but it, it can also be like, he believes in us, you know, like as individuals, not necessarily just as a couple, but I, I think there's obviously something to that as well. Uh, especially that that first line, like knowing that Christ is not leaving you. And I think that's where the consolation comes from. I think that's where the hope comes, and the peace comes from that AJR is missing in his song because he's yeah. he's withholding that relationship. And so he is so afraid of leaving the doctor because he knows that he'll be alone again or he, right. he, he'll feel alone again. Whereas in this song, they never feel like they're going to be alone because they know that they have just that human relationship, but also they have that relationship with Christ who will never abandon them.
1: I also think this is a an ironic contrast to the line in the AJ song. That's like the universe works in mysterious ways, but I'm starting to think it ain't working for me. And so like this idea, like, you know, God works mysteriously, but I know he's like always working, but he's not working for me, which you're like, that's not true. Mm-hmm. And then we have this line where he's like, I believe in him. Like, I know he believes in us. Like, it's almost like, like they're saying like, God's always there. God, I know always believes in us. So I'm going to, I'm not going to leave and I'm always going to believe in him. But it's almost like his choice to not leave or his choice to believe comes second to God's rather than assuming God has like, like he has to do that in order to earn God's like belief in him. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like a a humble admittance of just like, I don't understand God and his will, but I know he's not going to leave me and that's enough.
1: Right. Totally. Totally. And then it just goes back to the chorus one last time where it says, because the way you hold me, hold me, hold me, makes me feel so holy, holy, holy on God. Run into the altar like a track star. Can't wait another second on God. And it just repeats that. Can't wait another second. Run into the altar like a track star. And it just kind of fades out. And I was telling Clint this before we kind of started, but the music video is just this beautiful portrayal of like, christian love and like the road to emmaus and like i mentioned he's like an oil oil worker well then like the next thing you see after like the first chorus is like fades out and the owner of the thing says they're shutting the plant down and he feels terrible and he has to fire everybody and they all get laid off and he goes home and you know him and his wife just like hold each other and they're like it's gonna be okay and then you you see like a notice on their apartment and they just break down and he just holds her and it's like it's gonna be okay and then they're just like walking on the streets and they're, they're he's still in his work clothes because he they never really he never changed and they're just walking and this guy pulls over and he's like hey are you, where are you guys headed and they look at each other like they don't know what to say and he, justin paper's just like honestly we have no idea hmm. and almost like i think you said that earlier like you don't know oh and that was in the prayer the that you mentioned yeah and he's like i don't know the road i'm, I'm going on and it, this guy is wearing a military uniform. And he says, well, I'm headed to a warm meal if you're interested, which is what made me think of like a road to a myth. And so they, they go with him. And as they go in, like you see like the family come in and embrace their father. And you realize all of a sudden like, oh, like he hasn't made it home since he was deployed. And it was, it's this realization that like he was headed home probably like stoked to see his family, probably with an agenda, like I'm going to spend this whole night with a warm meal. Hadn't seen them in months at least. Saw these people and stopped what he was doing to take time to to see how they were doing and still invite them in and share this moment of like a reunion with these two strangers. Mm. And like, that's kind of the end, but there's this beauty because I think we sometimes go around and there's days where we're like, you know, we might see someone on the streets or just anything like a friend, text you like hey can i talk to you and you're just like not today
0: or even you just see a coworker who's like right kind of down or, or whatever yeah like would we do that especially if we're having a good day would we be willing to like step out of our consolation out of our joy
1: to go be there with them yeah and it was just it's really it's challenging but it was a really beautiful video and and i've read somewhere i think it was i think it was in a when it was on a podcast, the Lanky guys talked about like the road to Emmaus being like the first like mass, like this idea of like talking of scripture and then like the breaking of bread and then like the realization of being in union with Jesus. Yeah. So seeing that in this music video was almost like like mass back in the day of like the acts of the apostles. Like, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: yeah, and that's exactly it because the, at the end of the road to Emmaus, they don't realize who Christ is until he's broken the bread and said the blessing. And in that moment, and this is another argument for the true presence in the Eucharist, it's not until mm-hmm. that happens, the that Eucharistic blessing, that they finally recognize who Christ is and they're able to see him in the Eucharist. And in the same way, like you said, yeah, this is 100% like when the early Christians used to gather for mass and breaking the bread in their small homes, like their personal homes. And that's the, the beauty of uniting for that that meal. Yeah. So challenges, I've got two, I think. Start with yours because I
1: have some vaguely, but
0: okay. Uh, well, the first one is pray with that Thomas Merton prayer. I'll drop that in the links. It's it's pretty short. You can literally just Google Thomas Merton prayer, and it's the first thing to come up every time. It's a pretty popular one. So just pray with that. It's a very powerful prayer, and I wish I prayed it more frequently because it's just it's raw, it's honest, and I think we need it. And the other one is be attentive to people who need you to be interruptible. Hmm. Especially everyone's going through difficult stuff right now. Obviously with, with with just this year and our mindset of how difficult things have been and exhausting, be
1: interruptible for people who need you. Yeah, that's actually been something that word interruptible has come up a lot in the last two weeks. Yeah, the one I had, because I was going to say the same thing, the Thomas Martin prayer, but the one I had was simply and it's kind of similar to the episode me and Steve did during the almost hurricane or what there was a hurricane, but the hurricane that missed Houston. But like, where's your perspective right now? You know, going into the fall, going into these times, where's your perspective during 2020? Because like in the first song, his perspective was on these physical things or his perspective was on what he deserves comes from these acts or these good things or all the stuff that he should be working on. Whereas in Holy, the perspective was on I don't need these things that I'm losing like the job that I lost the apartment that I lost all these things all I need is this relationship or essentially in our lives is God and so where is your perspective because like I mentioned that podcast a lot of it seems like a lot of bad things are happening in 2020 it's almost like we mentioned with like Clint like it's almost becoming a sarcastic joke in the way we like treat each day so we need to change that conversation and that starts with where where our eyes are focused and our eyes need to focus on god so Mm -hmm. do you have any shout outs oh wait do you have something else no i was gonna say shout outs
0: okay i the only shout outs i can think of right now are i actually want to say like a shout out thank you to my roommates because every time i record they kind of have to stop what they're doing because my house is like does not hold sound very well at all So shout out to Irik and Chandler for basically putting their lives on hold every week to be able to record this.
1: Nice. Uh, I'm going to shout out Rachel Mindsinger. I know you already shouted out once, but I got to see her last week. And it's the first time I got to talk to her, like being a listener of the the podcast and that she just kind of like binges it from time to time. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Especially now that it seems like we're going to be kind of wrapping up for a little bit but uh yeah
0: which brings us into that announcement so if you did not listen last week and and you missed the the announcement we have decided to take a sabbatical from the podcast Uh, so we're not really sure how long that's going to take or what exactly that'll look like but we're going to be taking a break at the end of this season which i apologize we actually had the date wrong for that when we announced that last week it's actually October 10th will be the last episode of this season. So that is only two more episodes after this one. So two weeks away. So make sure you guys listen to as much as you can during that time. We're not going to be completely gone. I know I fully intend on still working on like smaller projects and stuff that we've overlooked in the past couple of years just because it's been overwhelming. And I kind of hope to do like some small episodes here and there of just like stuff that comes up or maybe some guest episodes, but we'll see what that looks like. Just let us know what you guys think. Uh, I guess kind of the the reason for this is we all kind of work in ministry in in some facet and our lives have changed a lot in the last six months. And so we're just kind of hoping to take this time to reevaluate and and reprioritize our our time and stuff like that into our ministries. So we can serve people better in that way. So if you guys have any thoughts, feel free to reach out to us. You know, hopefully where you can do that, but you can get us at Twitter at on the adventure to Facebook, the Christ and culture, the website, which is the Christ And you can always find all of our stuff, information about us there as well. We will be kind of putting an end to the Patreon stuff for a while during that time, because we're not going to be putting out re- regular content. So, Don't worry about that, but please feel free to support people who need it right now, especially those who are losing their jobs, kind of like the people in that story that Gordon was talking about, which reminds me, I will put a link to that YouTube video for you guys to check out if you're curious, because that was a big part of our conversation today. Yeah. Am I missing anything, Gordon? I don't think so. Well, then thank you guys so much for joining us on the adventure this week, and we can't wait to see you next week for another exciting episode.
1: Bye.